Hello, and welcome to the Nation's Blind Podcast. I'm Melissa Riccobono, and I'm here with... Anil Lewis, and it is good to be back on the it Nation's Blind Podcast. What? It's been a while. I've missed yeah. this. Yeah, I've missed this, and I've missed you, Melissa. I've missed you as well. Yeah. How have you been doing? I've been great. You good. Know? Yeah. Glad to hear that. Yeah. Doing the work of the Federation. That's yeah. Having fun, living the life I want. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. You went on vacation, I know, oh, fairly yeah. recently. That's yeah. great. Aruba. Aruba. Oh, yeah, it was my wonderful. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. nice. I, I, nice, I nice. recommend it for everyone. Wonderful. Yeah, but you know, that was very nice weather. But unfortunately, right now, we're not in really good weather. No, well, it's, it's better in Baltimore than it's rainy today, though. Yeah, but it's, but it's, it's nicer it's than cold. It, it mm-hmm. is getting cold. So let's yeah. stop going outside and we'll, okay. we'll stay inside. Okay. Yeah. What are we going to do when we're inside? Well, that that's probably related to our podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about audio description. So let's watch audio described movies. Or TV shows. Or TV shows. That, that and sounds great. soon to come Super Bowl commercials. Who knows? Ooh. <laughs> now that would be pretty cool, actually. That would be. Yeah, that, that, would, would, be. that would be nice. Yeah, because those are very visual. They, they often are. You know, yeah. it's so interesting because I remember when audio description first came out. Mm-hmm. Well, what is audio description? Oh, honestly? that's a really good question. That's a really good point. So audio description is a separate track that plays along with a movie or a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, you often have to turn it on on your TV or your uh, Netflix or yeah, the secondary you know, Disney audio Plus channel. or whatever. It's a secondary audio channel. Yeah. But once it's on, then you get someone that's sort of narrating the actions that the characters are taking. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that's that's visual and not really obvious. Yeah. By the the audio that's going on, um, they try to do a very good job not having it talk over dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, once in a while, they'll even describe things like the scene or tell you that the scene has changed, nice. the time of day, um, things things like that. Yeah. And even once in a while, like what the characters are wearing, if they have time to do that, they'll, right. they'll sometimes do that. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. interesting. Gives us that, that visual experience, non-visual. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I was born blind. And so I was just used to watching TV or movies mm-hmm. without that. And once in a while, my mom or a friend of mine would tell me kind of what was going on. Yeah. But a lot of it, I was able to sort of figure out by the dialogue. And maybe I didn't get everything right away. But yeah. then later was like, oh, I bet they <laughs> so, did such so and you, such back there. So you, you made me think about something. We said you might not get it right away. So you, like, well, two things. One, in the older movies, it was more dialogue dependent. So yes. Because it built from the radio kind of describing right. things yes. in the dialogue. But yes. now we're moving to this whole CGI space. Everything's so, so visual. Yes. But I remember watching like old Westerns, you know, two guys are facing off and you hear pow. <laughs> And you're like, who shot who? And you just wait to see who talks. Who talks. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you yes. can know who got yes. shot. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, it, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. That's okay. Yeah. That's all right. But that's that's really true. And yeah. and you could do that because they were more kind of dialogue dependent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even sitcoms and things like that were yeah. were fairly easy to figure out. Yeah. Um, especially and that's if you why I kind of went the, into the this space a little more reluctant than most. I'm like, I don't really need it. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with no, it. No, I was I was totally that way, too. Like, OK, it's nice. It's fine. Um, and, you know, after a while they were saying, well, we want this much programming done. And, and mm-hmm. you know, our point as far as the NFB went was, look, we don't we would love having programs described mm-hmm. we really want the information though yeah, we want you the know emergency information right yeah. put you know 
beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Yeah, what's going what's on? What's going on? Yeah. You know, and they flash to, it on the screen. I used to tell people, I said, so you can have audio description and you'll be listening to Bernie Mac and they'll be <laughs> yes. describing all the humor. And then beep, beep, beep comes across the screen to tell you tornadoes about to tear down your house. Yes. And you're just laughing. And, yeah, you, 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 you don't know. know. Yeah, right. I, I would like them to prioritize the emergency yeah, information. I, I agree. But anyway, yeah. once I started having kids and, and going to movies with them and movies that particularly were a little bit more visual because mm-hmm. Austin loved. Um, Marvel movies, which are yeah. very, very visual. Yes. Um, and, you know, as far as like who's shooting down who, I mean, oh my goodness gracious, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. really no way to tell unless you have some of that description. So then I started using description in the theaters because now it's more widely available. Yeah. And now I must say that it does feel funny when I don't have it or you know, even, even movies, um, we've been watching some older movies on Disney Plus and I've been really pleased with how much is described mm-hmm. um, and and been watching those yeah. things and thinking, wow, there's a lot that I didn't know exactly. when I was younger and watching these movies. Yeah, I got yeah. the story, but this this does definitely add It increases something. the entertainment value because yeah. you never know what you're missing. You may That's be able to get right. the sense and substance of it and still enjoy it, but you know, there's some pieces of it that you just are missing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But you know, back then you didn't know you were missing it. Right. So you now, just thought, oh, poo-poo, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's fine. I don't need that. That's just newfangled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now, now it's all about the quality of the um, the audio description too. We have to make sure people who audio describe don't try to steal away from the show. And that's so true. And yeah. I think that's a, that's a really good point because I can tell the older movies that are described the the field was really trying to find its legs, yeah. so to speak. And so some of those I'm like, Really? They really said that? I mean, I wouldn't have described it that way. Where the newer stuff, I think, is usually pretty good. Yeah. And we've kind of hinted to, this is going to be a two-part series. The the two parts we're going to talk about, the whole policy issue with the emergency warnings being prioritized, and then just the professionals that are in the space. So we have two podcasts for you. Uh, One, this episode, we're going to be talking to Everett Bacon, who's the president of the National Federation of the Blind of Utah, and really taking on kind of the leadership of um, coordinating our efforts in the audio description space. And then secondly, on the second episode of the audio description of the Nation's Blind podcast, we'll be speaking with Roy Samuelson, who is an audio describer. So you get the sense of the professionals in the space. So let's let's go ahead and move forward with the first part of this audio description podcast. And just to let you guys know, Melissa and Anil are sitting behind the desk in front of microphones. Uh, give me your audio description. Yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa has her legs crossed yeah. at the ankles. Yeah, <laughs> She's wearing her NFB polo shirt. Yeah, well, look at you. You even more audio described. Anil's in a gray suit, I think. I think that's what I put on this morning. <laughs> they don't usually say that when they're yeah. describing. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Maybe live theater I, does. I could have gotten away with it. No one would know except Chris I know. And Will. Why, yeah. why did you say I yeah. think? That's hilarious. Yeah. So let, let's listen to the interview uh, of Mr. Everett Bacon and, and hear his role in, in all the policy issues, uh, working with FCC, et cetera. And uh, you're listening to the Nation's Blind Podcast. It's my pleasure to uh, have this next individual talk to us about audio description uh, and his experience, not only just as a person who benefits from audio description, but also a person who's helping us shape the policy around it. Uh, Everett Bacon, it is a pleasure to have you here on the Nation's Blind podcast. Hi, Anil. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. You pleasure sound, to be here. Sound like you're calling like from Utah or something. Yep, yeah. I am in Utah, where there's six inches of snow on the ground right now. Oh, man, that's why I'm not there. There you go. But at least get an opportunity to sit around and, and watch a lot of audio-described movies, right? 
Definitely so. <laughs> definitely so. <laughs> so, Everett, why, why don't you tell our listeners, give us a little background on you and your experience with the audio description. Sure. Thank you, Anil. So I first came in contact with audio description back in the uh, mid to late 90s. With um, I was a manager of a blockbuster video store in uh, Irving, Texas, and I got an opportunity to um, learn about uh, audio description video cassettes. Hopefully everyone remembers VHS and video cassettes. <laughs> and uh, Blockbuster offered me, since they knew I was a, a, a legally blind uh, store manager, they offered me the opportunity of, of having an audio-described VHS section. And so oh, nice. I had about 25 to 30 video cassettes that, that all had audio description in them. They were specially designed, and it was one little section of the store that was set up for that. Most of my uh, my mom and my aunt and my cousin ended up being my customers. Um, there were some other blind individuals that did that. And that kind of got me into it. Um, and, and I really started to enjoy audio description and looked for the content whenever I could find it and get it available. Um, as it's increased throughout the years, um, started watching it at movie theaters. When we moved to uh, Utah uh, from Texas, um, I, there were there were a couple of uh, theaters that had audio description in Texas. When we got to Utah, no theater had it here, mm. uh, and and I was kind of bummed about that. So, I I talked with the uh, president Ron Gardner at the time uh, and asked him if this is something I could work on in getting audio description here in Utah. And I worked with the local Megaplex theater chain, and uh, with his blessing, I went went forward with that and. Uh, we were able to uh, negotiate with them. We, we built nice. it as a, a way to, um, uh, for the uh, Megaplex Theater to get a lot of great publicity. Um, and so they, they were uh, very much welcome to it. We had a big opening um, with media coverage and about 100 blind people that showed up, <laughs> and we all watched an audio-described uh, film. Do you I remember the film? A, I believe it was a Disney film. I, I want to say... Uh, it was um, one of the Toy Stories, um, I think no, Toy Story 2, or it might have been one of the Free Willies or something like that. <laughs> but uh, it's been a while. I've slept since then. <laughs> but, There's uh, a snake but, in my boots. I, I know it. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But it was, it, was, it was fun, and we got it there, and we've been working on audio description ever since. And so now my, my next thing um, that I wanted to work on was the Sundance Film Festival. That's a, mm-hmm. a huge... Um, a film festival here in Utah. That's a lot and, of independent um, filmmakers, right? Very much so. Yeah. Um, he, he, and a huge presence. Um, pretty much the, the whole state revolves around Sundance Film Festival for 10 days. And I, I've been working for the last four years on getting audio description to uh, many of the, the Sundance films, uh, especially the theaters. And uh, this, I, I, I coordinate a... A, uh, a letter with the Disability Law Center uh, to the Sundance uh, Film Festival talking about audio description and uh, what the law was and why it was important. And from there, um, it took a little time, but we got a meeting with uh, the Sundance Film Festival, and it turned out they were working on it. They they had taken the letter, and it, it, it interested them, and uh, they had looked at what theaters could offer it, and so this year, the, the film festival just ended this past Sunday, yeah. but this year I went to two audio-described films at the oh, Sundance nice. Film Festival. Very so nice. it was pretty exciting. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the, 
the future of that partnership. Now, now you mentioned in that you, you educated them about the law. So I know that you've mm-hmm. been very, very instrumental in helping the um, Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, kind of shape the policy and the regulations around audio description. So do, can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Sure. So right now, um, the FCC, they, they manage all audio description with regards to um, what's aired actually on broadcast television, mm-hmm. uh, and then also what's done in movie theaters or live uh, theaters. And uh, so the, the only thing the, the FCC does not have jurisdiction over, most interestingly enough, is when when things are streamed or or anything like that. Oh wow! So um, the 21st Century um, Communications Act, which passed in in 2011, addressed the uh, audio description with with regards to movie theaters and broadcast television. Mm-hmm. It put a uh, a type of um, a number place in and how many hours audio description can be on the five top rated channels. And so these these channels uh, include um, the USA Network, um, mm-hmm. the uh, HGTV is one of them, um, but there's like five different channels and those five channels have to have a certain amount of audio description and the rest don't have any type of, of, of regulation. Um, yeah. They are encouraged to do it, but they don't have any strict regulation. Only the five most aired channels do. Uh, and then it also kind of goes into where uh, where those uh, five channels are being broadcasted. It wants the 25 most populated areas uh, for viewing. So that does, that's what it kind of refers to with regards to um, television. But then in movie theaters now, any movie theater, this passed in 2018, but any movie theater that has digital movie capability, so that's your... Uh, high definition and mm-hmm. the digital capability, all of those, uh, any film must be shown in audio description. And I can send people copies of the law that they would like or quote them where to find it. Um, but it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty neat. So you're going to, you're going to see every movie theater that shows a digital film, which is what they want to do, uh, have audio description. Nice. Um, and they're working hard to make that happen. And then live audio description is also something that the FCC handles. And a lot of your uh, theaters that show Broadway musicals and other things, uh, you you will have a, a live audio describer that is in a soundproof room that can offer that, uh, especially in the major cities. Uh, it's still growing. And then there's there's uh, other things on the horizon, um, like apps and, and things that can make it a lot easier for live audio description. Yeah, I, I just can't. I'm still processing that home and garden television is one of the top five. <laughs> that that just messes me up a little bit, but that's good. My wife's favorite channel, Anil. Oh wow! There you go. So you <laughs> there you go. You you serve on an advisory committee for the FCC. Yes. You, you yes, want to I talk do. a little yes, bit I about do. your role there? It's a it's a pretty exciting committee. Um, we we have representatives from uh, not only the um, the advocacy organizations and consumer groups. Um, but we also have uh, representatives from all over the industry, from um, wh- whether it be uh, Comcast, Verizon, AT and T, Apple, Microsoft, and just uh, there's all uh, there's probably 35 members of it. Uh, we meet once uh, every uh, four to five months. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to come to Washington D.C. and we have issues that we 
uh, talk about not only with regards to audio description, but we, we talk about things related to closed captioning, things that, um, that affect the uh, deaf and hard of hearing community, uh, as well as other disability nice. communities. And, and you're right there at the table with those big players adding, adding our voice to that conversation. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, that, sir. That's important. It, it, it's a privilege and an honor to do that in, on behalf of the National Federation of the Blind. Well, we're, we're, we're privileged and honored to have someone as competent and capable as you serving in that capacity. So you, you were talking about, you know, where it's going. You were saying that we're moving to a place where we're using apps. And I know that you and I were, you know, big live theater fans. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the whole live theater piece, it, as, as I was mentioning to uh, some friends of mine. It's just something that I really like because it's it's a really good experience. But when we were talking about audio description in that space, we recognized that some of the automation that people are putting together may not be conducive for some of the smaller theaters, but in the larger venues, the more professional venues, that they're really being able to capitalize on a lot of the technology to provide audio description. And uh, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about our experience in that space? So last year, the National Federation of the Blind was approached by a company out of uh, New York that um, wanted to bring an application into all of the Broadway theaters that would provide audio description through a mobile application. Mm -hmm. You could get a device from the actual theater, or you could uh, download the app on your phone. The app is called Gala Pro, that's G-A-L-A-P-R-O. And it is currently, we tested it a year ago, and Neil Lewis, myself, Chris Danielson were able to go to uh, Broadway production and, uh, and, and test the app. And uh, basically what happens in this app is uh, when the uh, actors and actresses are not talking, it has cues that comes in. It's pretty uh, fascinating. It works really well. I, I watched the musical Chicago with it. I, I know, Neil, you watched uh, a, move, a musical with that as well, did yeah, you? Yeah, I went to see Phantom. Uh, and I had seen Phantom yeah. before, but it's really nice. You know, you realize the stuff that you miss. But it was very difficult because, you know, it, it's, a, it's a musical. A lot of the dialogue is in the music. <laughs> I'm working on my grammar here. Sorry about that. So it's kind of hard for them to audio describe between different verses so that they don't take away from the dialogue. But I, I think the the way that it works of integrating kind of the technology with the pre-recorded audio description track uh, was pretty impressive. And, and, and just to dive a little deeper, I was always curious as to how they were able to really sync it since it wasn't someone that was actually live audio describing. And they actually would sync the audio description using the stage lighting which was very interesting. Do you remember that? I do remember that, and I I was really fascinated by that. And I was so surprised at how well it worked. Mm -hmm. Um, It it, it would keep up with the the musical, even though the actors might have, you know, they might have an improv scene or something something might happen, but it still kept up, um, and and it was all based on those cues. And several times I could notice that it would correct itself uh, because sometimes it Mm -hmm. seemed like the, the... audio description dialogue was a little longer than the space at this particular time permitted, but it would always catch up. It was really nice. It was a, a live human uh, recording. It wasn't like a, a robotic uh, right. recording a or anything voice. like that. Yeah. They actually yeah. pre-recorded, the audio yep. describer pre-recorded. That was really nice. So so that's one thing that we're doing in that technological space. But you mentioned earlier in the interview, you know, the, the FCC doesn't really cover streaming. So what are we mm-hmm. doing, if anything, 
to really work on getting audio description offered to the streaming aspect because I mean everywhere you turn around there are different streaming apps etc around video uh, content. Neil, I believe the blindness community as a whole has really been influential with uh, streaming services. Uh, the National Federation of the Blind has been able to have uh, phone conversations with uh, Netflix, and we've been able to, to really push uh, audio description. I, I, I think uh, it's also been all over Twitter and Facebook of how important audio description is. And Netflix has kind of led the charge. And so every single new production of, of a movie or a, a series are all uh, with audio description on Netflix. And then they are doing everything they can to go and find other audio described content nice. of, of, of series and, and movies that were previously filmed. Uh, and so it's pretty exciting. There's so much content on that. Uh, nice. Apple has done an outstanding job of creating a, a whole section for audio description that you can get on iTunes or their new T Apple TV plus app. Then also uh, audio description is available on Amazon prime. So mm -hmm. all of those films and uh, series that are produced uh, by Amazon have audio description. Uh, I just read that the CBS uh, full access app, uh, the new Picard show is, is yeah. has audio description and they're going to do their best to, to uh, have more audio description available on their apps, so I, I think it's a it's a it's it's definitely an improving uh, media that's happening all the time, and and blind people are are being able to benefit from this because there is so much content available, and that's I'm very excellent. excited about that. Excellent. Well, Everett, we've we've enjoyed this. This has been informative, uh, and as always, it's been entertaining. And I appreciate <laughs> again the fact that you are serving as the representative of the National Federation of the Blind on the FCC Advisory Committee. I think President Riccobono's uh, selection of you to do that has been a tremendous benefit to the organization, and I hope uh, that you continue to do this good work. And if there's anything, of course, the nation's blind can do to help continue moving this effort forward, you know that we will. Thank you, Anil. Um, this, it's definitely a passion of mine. I, I'm, people can reach out to me. Uh, my contact information is on the nfb.org website under the state of Utah president. And you can, uh, you can send me questions about uh, audio description or comments or anything that you, you, you might want to know about. I'm happy to, to help and happy to address and, uh, and get information to you. So uh, I look forward to hearing from anybody. It's like I said, it's a passion of mine and, and I love uh, working on the, uh, the format um, with the FCC and with the National Federation of the Blind. Very nice. To our listeners, you've been listening to Everett Bacon talk about audio description, and you're listening to the Nation's Blind podcast. Well, I think it is great that we have such a strong advocate on the FCC really helping us in this space. Yeah, uh, Everett's, Everett's awesome. a great guy. Yeah, he, he awesome. really is. Yeah. He's on the national board, too. You didn't mention that that's when, right. you, uh, I didn't. when you introduced him. Yeah, um, that's because a, I, I, I miss being on the national board myself, so I was oh. a little bit of haterade, right? No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> Everett is really one of my favorite people. I think his strength, though, is not only just his knowledge of the issue, but his just real common kind of warm personality yeah. it just allows him to really influence people you know and really educate and inform in a way that it's not combative i i he's just cool people yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. if you have yeah. never met everett bacon try to try to take a chance to do that yeah he's, yeah he's a nice guy 
So uh, next episode, we will be uh, talking with Roy Samuelson uh, mm-hmm. regarding his role. He is an audio descriptive narrator. And I mean, he he's a legit uh, guy. He has inter- or he has narrated uh, NCIS and dun, dun, Star dun, Trek dun. Uh, Picard. And uh, watch some uh, of those episodes. Really good. Yeah, I yeah. have not seen that. And 1917 is the big movie that he's just waiting done. to see that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting to see that one, too. So, I mean, it'll be a really exciting episode. We really hope that you tune in next week and we hope that you give us feedback mm-hmm. on our episode, this episode and any episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do that by rating uh, us high on iTunes. That's a very good way to give us feedback. We would well, love for you to go. To- that would be great. <laughs> yeah. If you get us on iTunes or even if you you know, have a different podcatcher. We are on uh, iTunes. And so mm-hmm. if you could just give us a review five or if, you're, five. if your podcatcher has a, a way to review a uh, podcast, please, you know, we would we would really appreciate that uh, for sure. So yeah. that's a really good way to give us feedback. And that actually helps other people find our show, too, which is important. Yeah. Uh, but you can also do the the normal things. You can uh, <laughs> find us on Twitter, and uh, yeah, you know, that's we normal are, for some people. Well, uh, yeah. at NFB underscore voice. Yes, yes. And then the normal thing that really normal people do is call us at four one zero six five nine nine three one four extension two four four four. Yeah, we haven't had a voicemail for a while, so please, you know, give us give us a voicemail. Yeah. Uh, we also are on Facebook, of course. Just search for National Federation of the Blind. Mm-hmm. That's becoming more normal, I guess. But the, the e- equally normal is email us at podcast at nfb.org. Excellent. Yeah. This is interesting. I'm really pleased with, with what's going on in this field, and I'm hoping that we as a collective organization of blind individuals can continue to be in this space to create opportunities for us to enjoy entertainment just like everybody else. That's right, because that's part of living the life that we want. Yeah. We should be able to enjoy entertainment. Exactly. So until the next podcast, you can live the life you want. Blindness is not what holds you back.